You're listening to Syndicated Thursday on Hacker Public Radio. Warning, today's show is not suitable for family listening, nor is it suitable for work listening. Discretion is advised. Hello everybody, today's Syndicated Thursday is an episode from the Disaster Protocol podcast. Last week was running short of episodes and Matthew Hughes was kind enough to offer this show today on Syndicated Thursday. From the above page, the Disaster Protocol podcast is an IT security podcast which aims to educate the listener about current news and stories regarding the IT security sector. Originally named SHITCAST, Students' Hacker Information Technology Podcast, it was aimed at a lower level of audience and was more about having fun than getting anything technical across. There are two hosts of the podcast, Matthew Hughes and Thomas McKenzie. Matthew Hughes is an ethical hacking student at a British university and is lead developer of securitybsd.co.uk. He is known to podcast for his random facts and amazing shootdowns towards Tom. Tom McKenzie is a student studying the same course at the same university as Matt, and he is the co-developer of Upsploit and works part-time from randomstorm.com. Sit back and enjoy the rest of the show. Everyone and welcome to episode twenty of Disaster Protocol. <laughs> just, just to give you all a little background uh, knowledge on the reason why we're laughing about that is because Matthew actually got it wrong in the previous recording and made us go back and change it because he thought it was episode twenty-one, and uh, he had to to check the website. It shows how memorable our episodes are, even to ourselves. Even to ourselves, um, as if we're back to shitcast. Let's face it. <laughs> we um, thought that yesterday. So yeah, we're uh, we're at Tom's house, recording at the studio. At the studio, cutting a uh, cutting a podcast, cut, 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 cutting a track <laughs> with the mic out. We're not we're not doing another rap, dude. Nah, nah not tonight. This is going to be our first ever sober um, disaster protocol, more than likely. I think we did them before, um, and then we listened to them, and then we got drunk because uh, <laughs> and we deleted them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, we're we're back. Um, what's been going on in your life? Um, <laughs> the iPad two came out, and yes, my girlfriend was round um, at the time, <clears throat> and uh, I made her. Which cue. is funny because you're around all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I made her cue. With me for six hours 
to get the iPad 2, but Matthew, is it worth it? It's nice, but yeah, it kind of is. Um, yeah, see, everybody, it is worth it. Well, uh... And how... The, the biggest thing is, is not just the iPad on its own, but how well does it integrate with all my other products that I've got in my room? It's beautiful yeah I'm, I'm, I, I'm getting one when I get to Geneva um, <laughs> speaking of which I had my leaving drinks the other night afraid I wasn't able to make it mate I'm sorry I know it's it's okay it's, it's obvious that you love your girlfriend more than me she uh, fell asleep man the cheeky bint sorry yeah. I can't say that on the mic can I sorry Megan anyway yeah so um, you uh, you abandoned one of your best friends in a time of need <laughs> um it was good um scotch was drunk um i lost my who jacket. was scotch what who's scotch scott scotch is in the drink you fucking all oh, right <laughs> who <laughs> yeah we also drank some beer too who's beer I don't know. <laughs> yeah um there was a it, it, it was a good night um so, it's um, I'm just at the process of getting ready to head over to Geneva. I found an apartment. All right, yeah. Uh, it's in France, so I just commute over every day. Um, and it's like a 10-minute bus ride, I guess. Oh, that's pretty cool. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm really looking forward to it. Very good. Um, so, this is it. Looks like we're, uh, we're going. So, um, what what other stuff have you been up to apart from looking for Geneva flats? I uh, hear you had a bit of a, a run-in with your mother um, to do I... to do with uh, having to finish university. Um, I wouldn't say a run-in. Basically, she wants me to um, kind of carry on, just at least do my exams in April in case I want to stay and finish my degree. Um, honestly, I don't think that's going to happen, just because, firstly, I think the degree isn't practical, isn't going to help me get to where I want to be. I think it's, it's, <laughs> I, I kind of don't want to say what I really think before I get my next installment of the student loan, but uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's not the best uh, degree in the world, it's, I'd, you honestly could get the same quality by typing in man and map into a a Linux terminal and reading the Wikipedia page for Kevin Mitnick. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Kevin Mitnick, a new book of his is coming out on the fifteenth of August. Cool. And what's it about? It's about his life story, isn't it? Yeah. Um, from what I understand, there was an injunction about him making a book about his uh, cr- criminal youth. As well as. His wild days. So he's got a, a, a book coming out, which is finally coming out. We'll be able to hear the truth and not the uh, John Markoffized version of it. Very, very nice. You had a bit of a running with Markoff once. I, I did. Um, I'd, I've had a lot of run-ins with people lately. Um, John Markoff, Adrian Lamo. It's, it's as if I'm trying to alienate people in the industry. Are you? That's the question. Well, if you, if if Lamo actually is in the industry, which I kind of doubt. <laughs> Speaking of Lamo, the first news story um, really wasn't supposed to be a news story, but I just think it kind of ties in well with what Matthew was just speaking about. 
uh, is nude women were rallying uh, in the US for uh, for Bradley Manning. Wow. Take it away. Um, so, at Disaster Protocol, we, well, I like Bradley Manning. Um, I think he's a, a true American hero who stood up for the principles that America was founded on. Um, and <laughs> I also like nude women, which I'm, I'm sure you do too. So I do, but not these nude <laughs> Look at her there! <laughs> I'd, while I don't want to be mean, some of these look like uh, Shirley Phelps Roper, so... <laughs> Honestly... Isn't that Davina McCall? <laughs> hey. No, look at her face! Yeah, but Davina McCall is... I would. You would? <laughs> like Rebecca Black? <laughs> this is really inappropriate. She's 13, <laughs> you sick fuck. <laughs> that wasn't what you were saying off air. Tom, Tom, why don't you take a seat over there? <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm already over there. That's oh. what you were going to say, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Have you never seen her uh, to catch a predator? Nope. Okay, well, we'll have to... Uh... In fact, we actually saw it on one of our uh, computer crime investigations uh, lessons this year, because, <coughs> I mean, when you want to be, you know, in information security, you have to have a good knowledge of To Catch a Predator, you know. <laughs> good luck, nothing for you. Um... So, the real, the first real news story is TripAdvisor. I know. Um, first off, I as a, as a service, TripAdvisor doesn't have a scratch on Expedia. Or Kype. Yes, but TripAdvisor isn't about making money for yeah, yeah. selling holidays. It's just about... Advi- yeah, but you can get the same services from Expedia. You can get... Yeah, I know, but Trip- the thing with TripAdvisor is that it's just advising. Okay. Um, and for that, you've got... I said Kype as well. Um, okay. I mean, in Expedia, you've got the reviews, the hotels. You can actually see what amenities the hotels have. You can um, do that with TripAdvisor. Yeah, but TripAdvisor is the one that comes up. But it sucks. It might suck. Right at the end of the day, it got hacked. Yeah, I, I, and it sucks. Right, it got hacked, and all of the subscribers. And if you're a subscriber and you're listening to Disaster Protocol, um, do please uh, take note that an attacker has your email address, and you may receive spam. Um, and this is following the the attack on Play.com, uh, and a similar incident happened where the members list was attacked um, or or hacked, and um, mischief happened, and uh, that email uh, list became exposed to to spam. Firstly, um, it wasn't Play.com that lost the list; it was um, one of the customers, Silver Pop. Uh, Silver was Pop, it? yeah. Um, so. Fair enough. Yeah, and obviously, like I say, if you subscribe to TripAdvisor and you weren't aware, the email list has gone there. So you might want to kind of delete your account, set up a new email, make an account with Kype and Expedia. Or you might not, but that's that's your decision. <laughs> that's your prerogative. <laughs> What's the next story? What is the next story? Um, so going on the theme of uh, naked ladies, um, here's the RSI uh, RSI. News. <laughs> RSI, RSA, repetitive strain injury. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's a joke there about getting RSI in from naked ladies, or I'm sure there is, but I'm not going to make it because they've already had a, uh, they've already had a tough few weeks. Oh, bless him. What's gone down? So over the basically last week, 
Um, RSA dropped a, a huge. It says bombshell, so I'm going to use bombshell. Um, and it said that 30,000 customers uh, that use the secure ID system, um, which is two factor authentication, um, may have had their. Um, their their network their stuff compromised okay um so what's what does this mean to the end user this means that the two factor authentication that they use isn't really isn't really safe it isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing okay um i'm going from what the register's saying here but i'll just read here funny some universities do that as well <laughs> on um it's been a week since RSA dropped a vaguely worded bombshell on 30,000 customers that the soundness of the secure ID system that they used to secure their corporate and governmental networks was compromised after hackers stole confidential, inf- confidential information. You stole confidential? <laughs> concerning the two factor authentication product. Who wrote that article? Was Elmer Fudd? <laughs> I thought, I thought, funny, man. what is it? No, that was fucking Sylvester. That's uh, Sylvester. What did he say? He goes, kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and next is, uh, the next article is going to be read in Swedish chef. <laughs> bork, bork, bork. So what's your standpoint on RSA then? What's my standpoint on RSA? Um, RSA is good as long as you don't get RSI from it, which, uh, <laughs> um, no, it's, I, I, it's still early days and, and we don't know how this is going to affect people who use it um, to secure their online transactions um, communications blah, blah 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 so it could just be a kind of I don't know uh, I'm not sure how uh... a, t- a paraphrasing of what RSA have said um, this is paraphrased like I say Yes, we were hacked, and yes, the hackers made off with confidential information that compromises the security of a product you spent huge amounts of money on, but you'll just have to trust us that you're still safe. But isn't that what the industry is based on? Trust? It might be based on trust, but... I mean, isn't that what a CA is? You you trust someone to say that your certificates are valid and... I suppose so, but a certificate being valid and authentication on your your service or your product or whatever you're using the two-factor auth for is completely different story. no it's it's massively different but the principle is trust is essential you trust a um a security auditor you trust a pen tester and it this isn't can- this isn't what people are thinking though i mean this is another quote um if they don't give me an answer by the end of tomorrow that's whether or not they have been attacked and what the the deal is if they don't give me an answer by the end of tomorrow uh, about whether the seeds were taken, I'm returning the product, said the admin who asked not to be named. Um, their integrity is just shot. Yes, they got hacked, but their response is what's so troubling. One of the things that I remember back when, um, I think it might have been monster.com or some job website, when they got attacked, they came clean with it straight away. Um, and that did really well for them. But then there was another website similar to that that, kept it hidden for about six months and when that did come clean nobody was happy and that you know it lost all credibility so i think telling your customer base that you've been attacked at first may not seem like a good idea but um you know it might yeah but 
Okay, it might be a good idea to come clean, but in the same respect, it might also be uh, a good idea to keep it quiet. Just you know. Oh yeah, I understand definitely. I you know I agree with you. I know there are the there are fours and against with it, mm. but the truth really is is whether or not you lose a few customers at first, and you know sustain your brand by you know telling the truth, yeah. or you you know don't lose any customers at all and then you go on to um, tell them about it in the future or something comes out something gets yeah. leaked and then you know you've you've got a problem there <sighs> so uh, what's next um, what is next <laughs> a black screen apparently um it so just works. It, ju- it does just work. Don't you even start, because you want one. <laughs> no, well, at home, uh, we have an Apple TV. I want an iPad, too. Um. Right. Um, talking about a a Russian who has been jailed for six years for hacking a billboard in... I can't remember where it was. On the busy Garden Ring Road, close to the Interior Ministry building in central Moscow. Um Basically, what he did was he hacked a billboard for about 20 minutes um, and he put a two-minute clip that looped on um, of pornographic imagery. Wow. We have a, we have a naked uh, girl Venus this uh, episode. Yes, we do. Maybe we'll end the show with something with something naked. Um, Burn Naked Ladies, the, the band. Canadian prog rock or I was thinking maybe you get your top off when we post another picture on I was thinking you get your top off and then we kind of push you into the sea and sort of destroy you know the yes but mate there'd be no listeners left after uh, after seeing me (laughs) at at least none uh, alive in sort of like you know western Europe (laughs) just a tsunami that would emerge people are like bestiality maybe I don't (laughs) even know where this is going but I want to stop just stop um, <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, do you think it was a bit harsh? Six years. Yes, but a subsequent. It says here a subsequent raid recovered twenty grams of marijuana, enough to charge Blinkoff with narcotics distribution. All right. So it just adds. Again. It just adds up. What a what a shit faced bastard. <laughs> Drugs are bad. Yeah, don't do them, kids. Um. Ever, um, especially morphine. Especially so, morphine. That's really bad. That that is really really bad. <laughs> <laughs> not that we've done morphine. No, we we personally haven't. No, I I personally have not. Um, <laughs> it gives you bad constipation, though. I've heard it gives bad constipation as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Russians. <laughs> Get jailed for six years for putting porn on billboards. I think that's a, a wrap on that story. Um, why are you playing Angry Birds upside down on my iPad when there's a switch that'll turn it right ways up? <laughs> because I don't know this shit. That switch there. The switch is quite tough. That's what she said. Go on. Wow, it's revelation. Um, yes. Yeah, so, um, have you been working on anything fun lately? 
Um, we had a, a bit of a problem with uh, Upsploit this week. Okay, talk about <clears> it. <throat> what happened? Well, I have been unaware of the way in which we were storing um, passwords in the database. Now, the, the passwords were all salted, um, but one of the things that we were using was a static salt for each individual user. Okay. Um, that's by the by. Uh, what we did was we... Imp- well, we created um, a salt for every single user, a separate salt mm. for every user. Um, but we needed a way in which we could reset everybody's passwords. And we could just reset everybody's passwords, but it'd just be a big bother. So we thought, we'll wait on it and we'll see, you know, what happens. Anyway, we kind of, like, forgot about it. And um, a friend of ours, a friend of the show, Simon Whitehouse... Sponex. He, um, he found a small bug in, in Upsploit... Um, which changed um, a lot of people's passwords. Um, what happened was is he edited his email address and some loop occurred and it didn't compromise the the server in any way, shape or form in the sense that he was able to get people's passwords. But what happened was is some people's passwords were changed to a random, a random string and I myself couldn't even log into the application. Um, that wow. was yeah. That was for the the public area, the the administrative area. I could still log into because that's separate. Um, but like I say, there was nothing really bad. Nothing really bad happened apart from passwords were changed. You could easily okay. rectify it by forgetting, you know, clicking forgot password and sorting it out. So what we did is we used this opportunity to change the passwords of every single user and implement this new salt. Um, and this new salt is now implemented, meaning that everybody now has their own unique salt. Um, that I'm sorry, but when, whenever you say salt, I just get hungry, dude. I got some pizzas in the fridge, like. Have you? Uh, if, if only I had money to go to McDonald's. I'm flipping wish the same. Aye, um, I'm. We're both broke as. Um, oh, I yeah. So um, until next week. Um, I had an interesting weekend so as I said uh, I had my leaving drinks and um, on the way back my girlfriend lost her phone and we presumed it was stolen because I got a voicemail at 2am when I was passed out um, in bed Um, which was just someone walking with the phone right so we we had to go and deal with that um, and I phoned up Vodafone um, and I cancelled the phone and all I had to do was say her name which is a girl's name, so I obviously don't have a girl's name. Um, I don't sound like a girl. You hope. I'd, I'm quite convinced, to be honest, mate. Um, and I just had to give her a name and her phone number, and the phone was cancelled straight away. The, 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 That's not very good, is he it? He blocked the, uh, the IMEI number, so not she- only did they cancel the contract, that the phone itself was bricked, and I was just thinking, this could be the new frape. Just uh, <laughs> when someone when someone's not looking, you know, you just social engineer Vodafone or, or T-Mobile. Yeah, yeah, my name's my phone's been stolen. Um, my name's Tom McKenzie. My number is. You best not. I I'd, I'd never do that to you, mate. You fucking best not. Would Would you fly to Geneva and kick my ass? I would do more than fly to Geneva and kick your ass. I'd fly to Geneva and the aeroplane would fly so far up your ass that it would come out the other end and it would like you would be shitting backwards. Do you know why do you know how I know that's not gonna happen? How? Oh. Because there's no airplane big enough to take you there. 
<laughs> um, apparently, I'm now installing Naito TV. <laughs> Disaster protocol reaching new levels in information security podcasting. Very, very new levels. <laughs> Angry Birds and Naito TV. <laughs> but I just thought it was weird how Vodafone didn't require any authentication. Oh, at I all. agree. I think that is very weird. Um, I'd, I, I just think there's, there's just so much room for it to be abused. Um, I, I, when I say there was no authentication, that there was actually no authentication. Um, I just phoned up and just can't. Problem, Tom? No, no problem at all. And I just cancelled it. Um, even even calling from a different phone as well, um, which obviously it would be because it was stolen. But hey, have you got anything to add, Tom? To your story? That's it. Um, not not to my story. But have you got anything to talk about? Or um. I think to be honest with you, I haven't really done anything much because my girlfriend's been here, and obviously now I've got my iPad. That that's really all I've been been doing is my iPad. My girlfriend's been up too. Your girlfriend's up all the time. I suppose there's some truth in that. <laughs> wow. Um. So. Yeah. So this was Disaster Protocol. Um, I'd like to end the show now, but I'm kind of locked out of Tom's computer. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to carry on podcasting. Yeah, because I've forgotten my password. Um... Is it the same as the password for your iPhone, which is 0208? <laughs> is it the same for the password for your Twitter, which is... <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I know you would. <laughs> um, that's... What else do we have to talk about? Um, See, being drunk helps. It does. Um, do you want to kind of like pause the recording, go back into the kitchen? I think you've got like a bottle of Jägermeister in there. It's not mine. I'll buy her another one next week. Well, you fuck buy her another one next week. She'll go mental. What? It's not as if I'm stealing a cardboard cut or something. <laughs> um, no. I need to uh, tell you what. Is it better for me to get drunk or is it better for you to get drunk? <laughs> well, I, I'm not drinking. I have about eight thousand words to write tonight. So. I'll have that if you want. Or... You are? I'll have that if you want. I thought you weren't drinking. That's quite fancy lager though. Nah mate, you said you were not drinking. I was, I was thinking maybe we'll down, I'll down it. I'll have a nice refreshing water. Um, now I've, um, I've, one thing I did want to talk about is there's this new thing co- out called uh, codeschool.com. And it's very much uh, a kind of training uh, thing. They've got a new... Uh, Teach the art to program in Ruby and HTML, CSS, and Ruby best practices to avoid. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. You probably would have got a 
a bit of experience last uh, last Friday. So if you went to my leave and do like a friend. Oh! Can beer go off? Yes, but not when it's in a can. You've just got a warm can of Fosters, which is terrible. <laughs> Jeez, that's gone straight to my head. Yeah, so um, they have a free training course out now, which teaches you the basics of Ruby on Rails um, in a pretty effective uh, format. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, that's so about. Um, oh, what's please? Yeah. Oh, please was really good. Uh, I spoke, and you got. Well, the, the, it it was it didn't really go down well, did it? Nah, they didn't. Uh, they didn't like my idea as much as. Uh, they didn't like my idea as much as they did at Tooncom. Hmm. Um, but after thinking about what they were saying, and looking into what they were saying. I don't think I agree with them either. The argument was... My talk, by the way, was on um, simulating real-world attacks. So, creating um, test environments that were actually um, like real-world attacks. So, allowing not just for the fixing of holes and vulnerabilities, but to allow the sysadmin um, and incident response teams to actually see how they would monitor and log uh, an incident right from the start right to the end and their argument was that it was very americanized which i can understand because a lot of my research came from people based out in the states but what they did say was that it was something that crest's methodology um crest or checks methodology um followed that this needed to be done um which again I agreed at the time but after looking at Crest and, and check a bit more closely it isn't actually something that is stated about simulating real world attacks um, in fact after looking a bit more closely into Crest and check a methodology isn't properly written out and when I say a methodology I think I mean things like OSS, TWM and the PTES and the OWASP testing guide so what I'm going to do is I'm going to look a bit more into it because I may be wrong at the moment, but I'm going to look a bit more into it and um, I'm going to carry on my research because I am speaking at um, B-Side Chicago in, on the 16th of April, I think it is. Mm. Um, and to be honest with you, I think the talk will go down a hell of a lot better in America than it will do in England. The reason why I brought this up was I just thought, I mean, you, you could be wrong. You know, you could be, you could be Greg Evans in, but I just I didn't think the uh, they showed the right amount of respect to you. Um, it, it it was a bit like a public execution more than anything. Mm, I I understand exactly what they were saying, and at the time I agreed with them and I gave them all the right answers back. But the the biggest thing that the guy said really shot himself in the foot. Um, what he was saying was basically if you follow Crest or if you follow Check, then you know you don't. This isn't necessary. Two things: not everybody's Crest, not everybody's Check. That's the first one. Mm. So, what are people like myself, like Matthew, like anybody who does pen testing without them qualifications meant to do? Yeah. How are they supposed to follow a methodology that you have to take an exam for, or an apparent methodology? And secondly. Um, 
He then went on to say that Check and Crest isn't as hard as people make out because you can take the exam over and over and over again until you pass it. So what he actually said there was that, yeah, there's a methodology in place, um, but if you fail, just try again. Um, and it's trial and error, really. Um, which, to be honest with you, kind of completely counts his argument as void. Yeah. Um, but if if we take away what he said there... I mean, it's the monkeys of typewriters argument. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, that's, that's exactly what we were talking about, was how, you know, at the moment we have people who just run scans and give out a an automated report. Nessus monkeys. Nessus monkeys, exactly. Um, and uh, I've got to I've got to give full disclosure for that one. Mike Kemp invented <laughs> that term. Um, so that that's something that you know is. I'm not I'm not annoyed because to be honest with you, what what the guys have done is they've readied me for that kind of thing to happen again, and also it showed that my presentation was slightly incomplete, which me, what I mean by that is that I need to include stuff about crest. And check, but in my presentation, if you're giving that presentation at B sides, nobody's going to know what. Yes, yeah, well, it, it's a UK specific thing. Um, so, it, it, like I said before, I'm not worried about Chicago. Yeah, my only issue with it is it, it, they didn't show the right amount of respect and decorum. I, I just thought they, it, it was a bit like a public crucifixion, more than you know a bunch of professionals talking about an idea. I can understand what you're saying. Um, do you agree with what I'm saying, or do you think? No, I, I I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, I am. I do think that they could have gone about it about a different way, but at the same time, I think that if they hadn't, it wouldn't have made me research into the topic more and realise that I think I was right. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad you've reached that conclusion. Um... But if anybody has inf- any information about Czech and Crest and how it relates to a methodology or how we can, how the methodology talks about simulating real world attacks, if you can send me an email at thomas.mckenzie at upsploit.com or info at upsploit.com, um, I'd be really interested to hear back about it and, um, you know, I'll include references to you and your findings or whatever in, in my presentations. Um, going back onto my presentations and stuff, I'm, I'm going a bit more deeper into like creating a methodology. At the moment, it's just an idea. But for Chicago, I need to come up with a, a baseline methodology. Mm. And uh, Simon Whitehouse is actually helping me out with that. And we're hoping to have a website up in the next few weeks with information about the, the project and how we aim to have it um, mm. like linked in with other things. And like I say, I'm not expecting it to be taken off and whatever. But what I want is I want to be able to have I suppose the red team of penetration testing so how red teaming is more like you know attacking the whole you know getting into the building and yeah. you know getting information what I want to do is I want to create a pen test red teaming like based approach okay um, where you actually are given full access to that to that network and you can fully yeah. re- I was going to say a bad word then fully kill our <laughs> network uh, like Chris Nixon's talk at Brucon. very similar to Chris Nixon's talk at Brucon. Chris Nixon's talk at Brucon is one of the um, is one of the things that I reference in my talk because Chris Nixon has helped me out a lot with like ideas and information about all this type of thing 
And yeah, Chris Nickerson's talk is something that I'm like linking it to, but I'm also linking it to a talk that Carlos Perez did at HackerCon last November. Um, and he's talking about like obfuscation methods. Mm-hmm. So instead of using Chris Nickerson's idea about grading on a skill level, so grading on the level of like script kiddie um, to like professional, I'm talking about grading on a noise level, so low, medium, and high. Um, so low, medium, and high noise. Okay. Um, so like kind of script kiddie, Northumbria University graduate. Um, no, that Northumbria <laughs> University graduates below script kiddie. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I can use Nmap. Um, <laughs> speaking of that fine educational institution, um, I know what you're gonna say now. Can we can we talk about it? I think yeah. I think I think we can. I I think I I'm I'm angry for you. <laughs> I'm past angry. Tom, what happened? I did a uh, a paper on Upsploit of all things, and uh, my lecturer beforehand asked if he could use my paper to reference for a, a magazine article. For the BCS, and for those who don't know what BCS is, it's the British Computing Society. Um, so I said, yeah, that's brilliant, that's fine. Expecting you know him to understand that you know I know all knowledge about Upsplot because I am the founder and the owner and the director of Upsplot Limited. Um, so I handed the paper in, nine pages. Um, and it was a good paper, it was I a, read it. it was. A, it, I thought it was a good paper. Um, <clears throat> so I get the mark back three weeks later which was about two days ago. And uh, I get 50%. So I'm thinking, right, 50%. Okay, so I must have some you know, comments how to make this better. The comments were, I don't have enough background knowledge into the subject area. Which, it was about vulnerability disclosure and director of a vulnerability disclosure company, which is, you know, has contracts and... It's, it's used by a lot of professionals. And business partners in place and all that. So that's the first one. And the the second one was that I didn't use enough up-to-date resources. You... And which I find quite amusing because I am the up-to-date resource. Yeah. Um, and I did use up-to-date resources and I even fucking referenced myself in my paper. Um, so pretty much fucked basically um, pretty much what the fuck what the actual fuck fuck me sideways would be the right expression right there yeah um honestly um it's it's such a, a terrible course and it, I let's put it this way I mean we've both had terrible years a very bad year um, not, I'm not talking about mark-wise bad year. I'm just talking about how just motivation to live here with this course. Yeah. Our, I mean, in the past year, our lives have basically... Been outside of uni. Not not outside of uni, but things just haven't been well for both of us. Um, you know, you recently lost your job. Um, I, I'm in the same boat. I... I mean, I've I've gotten new one of the moods to Geneva and things great, but things haven't been good. I've been living with people who 
are fucking terrible people um, at the best of times. Um, <laughs> like, they make Mussolini look like Spartacus from Lazy Town. <laughs> um, I love how you like. I know, love how you know who Spartacus off Lazy. Spartacus, t- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, I should know this shit because I've got younger siblings. You've got fucking no reason to understand or know who the fuck Spartacus is. Um, yeah, it's. Let's just get from that. It's just the fact that we've been doing a course which we feel has gone nowhere has just kind of made us both fucking miserable and but physically. I think that the end point now, and this is the last time I'm going to speak of the university on the podcast because I think it's getting old. Like, the Greg <laughs> Evans shit got old. Yeah, but. Um, uh, they, they, no, 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 about... right. I was in class and I gave a presentation um, in my forensics class to my ethical hacker in, ethical hacking lecturer about um, a project that I was going to be doing on obfuscation. It was This is where the simulating real-world attack thing came out of. Um, and in my presentation, it said that what I was going to do is I was going to get the help of the lecturer um, and the, like the sub-lecturer to um, help me undergo a forensic analysis because they are forensic analysis. Uh, that's what they do. They're, they're in forensics or they like to think they're in forensics. Uh, one of them is in forensics. The other one is not. Um, anyway, by the by. And as a joke to try and embarrass me in front of my peers, he went, ha, ah, that's going to cost you €350 Euros a day because that's how much I charge myself out for. Well... Too bad because I charge myself out for no less than five hundred and fifty pounds a day, so you know that that's the kind of thing that you can end it there. That yeah. that is the end. That is the you draw a line underneath that. Yeah. I charge at least two hundred pounds a day more than he does, mm. at least. And and people are willing to pay for it because you offer a quality service. And you get a free iron key. There's a plan. and oh, and you get a free iron key with the uh, report on. Um, yeah, you with the report comes on the free iron key, with my logo etched on it. Um, no, it's. I'm not going to talk about the university again. Um, not on any kind of serious level, just because it's it's going to be a non-issue. I'm going to be doing a well-paid job in one of the most livable cities in the world, doing something which people talk about it, Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool is the, one of the most yeah I'd say it's Liverpool <laughs> Liverpool now um, I know I'll be working with cool people in an international environment and yeah I, I'm really looking forward to it for you mate seriously yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it gee that it's although I I don't know how this will uh, affect my knowledge of the inner workings of NMAP <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> um, <It sucks. laughs> so yeah, university, great. Um, it's just, it's just that it's made us fucking miserable. Like, it's 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 zapped motivation from us, um, and a lot of people who were interested in it. Um, in one of the guys in the course last year, one of the most brilliant Linux guys I've ever met. He was a great coder. Run about. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Yeah. He he was just got so disillusioned with the course he left to become a plumber. Yeah, and this was a guy who he he could rewrite the Linux kernel if he wanted to. The, this guy he was phenomenal. This guy did the whole year's programming assignment in 
one lesson. Which... <laughs> pardon me. And it's no surprise that the course is such a high turnover of students. In the last year, there's about, I think, I got told it was five people there. Don't quote me on that. In your year, how many people are there? I don't know, because I haven't been since Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Exactly. That it's... That's the point. And the thing is, is I'm getting better marks this year, not going, mm. than I am last year when I went to pretty much every lesson. Yeah. It's... It's a waste of time. It's fucking shit. Right. Anyhow. Anyhow, um, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm done. I'm I'm moving on. Things are good. I've accepted the job, and it's going to help me become a better professional. Then the course will be in. Whenever people email me, hey, I heard your podcast. And I hear you do ethical hacking at Nottingham University. I, I just tell them straight up what I think about the course. Straight up, Matthew. Yeah. Fucking turn your noise down. Noise down. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> that was me, sorry. <laughs> Fucking hypocrite, dude. Um, no. Well, I think we've, uh, we've covered pretty much everything we've talked about. I, I just wanted to vent about that. I, th- I think I was angry for you. Um, and. Yeah, I've. Oh, We're all calm. Breathe. Um, so. Tom, if people want to uh, email you, um, if you email me at tom at disasterprotocol.com, and, and my website is www.tmacuk.co.uk, Twitter, com forward slash tmacuk. Is um, that HTTP or HTTPS? <laughs> HTTPS, that's a good point. We didn't even ever speak about that. Yeah, Twitter has HTTPS now. Woo! Um, Ashton Kutcher got fire sheeped. Did he? He did. Um, Where was he? Was he in like subways or something? Or a, no, he a was salad? at a TED conference. No. I know. Um, I can't wait for Brucon to see how many people uh, get fire sheeped. Get fire sheeped. And put on the wall of the wall of sheep. The wall of sheep. Um, yeah. Um, and. Uh, Upsploit, com. Oh yeah, HTTPS Upsploit.com ah. um, 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 Keep your, your eyes peeled because probably before the next episode there will be a, a huge announcement on the Upsploit front. A huge announcement? Uh, the, the biggest announcement since the release of Upsploit um, we hope um, all depends on uh, a certain company Is um, this the... Uh, yeah this is the research license Um, just uh, people that's that's public research license is a a corporate version of the Upsploit um, framework that sits locally on a a business machine we have um, made our first um, partnership with a company um, and hopefully the company who we have the partnership with will step forward um, on well by the next uh, the next day the contract does say um, that they will have um, the service and uh, we will hopefully be able to announce that on the show and I'm looking forward to it it's going um, to be very good it's going to be very very good um, if people want to email me me at matthewhughes.co.uk um, if people want to tweet me twitter.com forward slash matthewhughes matthewhughes.co.uk um, <laughs> I still love it <laughs> 
Do you know what I love when I haven't spoken about in a while? John Bell. <laughs> yes! <laughs> John Bell, University of New Mexico. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, I, I, I love John Bell. A friend of ours, you know Jess, she lives in Albuquerque, New Mexico, you know. Jess. Gonzalez. Oh, right, I thought she was from Chino Hills, where one yeah, of but our she lives, is she, from Taylor. Yeah, she, she lives in... Um, she lives in Albuquerque, New Mexico now. Oh, right. She, we, should, uh, we should set her up, uh, meet, introduce her to John Bell. See, I don't know what John Bell looks like, otherwise I would. He may be like a... He may be Greg Evans. <laughs> yeah, in, in Atlanta, alias. Georgia. Yeah. I, um, I have some friends in Atlanta. There's actually a big InfoSec community there. I can imagine. I know. Um, I can imagine them just sprouting out because of Greg Evans. If Greg Evans came in my hometown... I would sprout out and become an infosec professional just because of him being there. Yeah. He's the best media fucker in the world. Um, second best? After you. <laughs> Third best? <laughs> no, we won't go there. We won't go there. And um, on that note. And on that note, see you in a bit, guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.